Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's not one of the regular episodes. It's one of our monthly trailer episodes where we take a look at a bunch of trailers with Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year and try to just figure out what some of these movies might be like, what some puzzle pieces might end up being based just off the trailers, and then we'll see. Maybe we'll cover some of these movies as we get into the new month of movies. It's always a fun thing to do. And before we get to it, you might have noticed the new theme music every year with this podcast. It's been six full years now. We're starting year seven as of today. Every year, I like to switch up the theme music, and that's our new theme. I wanted to go a little funkier this year, so hope you enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, also, in the new year of Piecing It Together, we'll be doing a lot more live shows. We are going to be doing two more live shows this month. I've never done two in one month before. This is ridiculous. But first up... Friday, March 8th at Downtown Cinemas, we're doing the Blumhouse Imaginary Friend Horror Film Imaginary with guests Jimmy Gonzalez, Tom Devlin, and Nick Woods. That is going to be a really fun one to get into. Uh, and then on Thursday, March 28th, we'll be back at Maya Cinemas where we just did the Driveaway Dolls live show. For Godzilla X-Kong, The New Empire, if you listen to the show for a long time, you know how much I love Godzilla vs. Kong, how much I specifically love King Kong, Team Kong all the way, uh, but we're going to have a fun one over there. We've got guests Joe Black, Michael Keane, and Sam Novak. Definitely going to be a lot of stuff to get into with that one. So before we get into a bunch of March trailers, uh, one more thing that we got to talk about here. Listener puzzle pieces. I didn't get a lot this month, but I did get a few from friend of the show, Joe Black. So I got to read those and then we'll get into this episode. But for movies that we covered in February, first of all, for Driveaway Dolls, Joe Black said, The President's Analyst, Nurse Betty, and Big Trouble, which as I told him, I actually haven't seen any of those three movies. And he said I need to do an all-day marathon and watch all three of them and that I'm going to just absolutely love them. I might just have to do that. We will see. Uh, the other one was Lisa Frankenstein, which Joe Black said, Warm Bodies, Heathers, and Dead Alive. And believe it or not, all three of those were on my list. I didn't, I don't always read all of my puzzle pieces on the episode. Sometimes for the sake of time, I'll leave a few off. All three of those were on my list. So absolutely, Joe, I'm with you on those. And maybe I will check out those Driveaway Dolls pieces one of these days. But with that said, two live shows coming up. Keep listening. It's year seven we're kicking off right now. We've done six years of this podcast. Let's get to some trailers for March 2024. Jason Harris is back with us for another month of movie trailers. Jason, how's it going? Oh, Dave, ever since I saw my shadow and knew spring was coming, I, I felt the same. I'm good. You? Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same every single day. I agree with you. But uh, we got a lot of movies to get into. First, of course, we're going to take a look back at the month of February and see what we actually got around to watching. Kicking it off with Argyle, which uh, everybody has hated. Did you see it? No, I mean, I wasn't planning on it unless everyone was like, oh, yeah, Argyle. But uh, yeah, I, I mean... Why? Why would I need to see this? So. Exactly. Yeah, I. You know, I, I do like that director for the most part, but like, it just looks so bad. And maybe I'll get to it on streaming, but I'm not going to the, the theater. The for other it. reason to watch it is supposedly it's like so nonsensical. There are so many plot holes, and you're like, how do they let this happen? Where you yeah. can just defy logic? It's, you know, you treat your audience with some respect. Well, we know I do like some uh, nonsensical movies, but still. Uh, but let's go to Scrambled, which is up next, which I did hear was pretty good, although, you know, it kind of went under the radar. Did you see that one? I don't even, I don't think it played out here, did it? It did, in like one theater. Mm. So, yeah, that's about it. How, but, you, like, uh, you like your eggs scrambled when you have eggs because you're keto? You, you do a lot of scrambled eggs? Yeah, scrambled. I like fried also, but uh, usually scrambled. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I do love eggs. 
Orion in the Dark, Charlie Kaufman doing a kids movie was up next. Your awesome movie year co-host Josh Bell joined me for an episode on that one. It's a really fun movie. Did you watch it? I watched it. I liked it. I didn't like it nearly as much as you guys. Again, I felt the supporting characters, like, you know, it's very inside out-ish, right? Yeah. But the, yeah. the, the, the all the dream uh, inhabitants are... I didn't think had really much to offer there. Like they were, mm. they were very, none, none of them stood out. So that kind of brought it down for me a little. And also yeah. I know you like the structure, but it got a little like, okay, wh- why are we doing this uh, now for this generation here? So Yeah. I mean, that is how I feel about most kids movies is what, what what's happening here. What, like, why, why is this, how this plays out? But I mean, yeah, I, I had fun with it and there was enough Charlie Kaufmanisms in there to, uh, you know, make it a good time. I, I did me. want more, uh, you know, individual characters that they, they, they just seem to all be there, but you know, kind of, like I said, inside out light on that one. For sure. Next up is The Promised Land. I keep trying to get to the theater to see this one. I really want to see it. Uh, I know your buddy Mads is in it, and so you probably wanted to see it, I too. I do. I'm, you know, I'm ready to listen to Springsteen uh, sing The Promised <laughs> Land. I'm ready to watch this movie, The Promised Land. Uh, whatever it takes. Let's get there. Absolutely. Next up is Lisa Frankenstein, which is the most recent episode of Piecing It Together at the time of this recording. Uh, It's very love it or hate it. I loved it. I thought it was really weird and out there. It was a lot weirder than I was expecting. Uh, I had a really good time with it. That's good. I've heard mostly negative things, so I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, Is it on Amazon already or no? No, it's actually still in theaters. and they're 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 trying, even though it's not doing too well. Big, uh, but, uh, big Frankenstein month for us, especially yes. you know for you with this and awesome movie year nineteen thirty nine. We just did Son of Frankenstein, uh, yep. recorded that, so we're watching a lot of Frankenstein's here. Yes, lots and lots of them. Next up is The Taste of Things, which is in theaters right now. I have not gotten a chance to see it. I know we were talking about maybe even covering it on the show. Did you see it yet? I'm ready. Just haven't had that moment yet, so i got to watch it. All right. Yeah. Boring podcast stuff, but, you know, I do want to watch that, of course. Absolutely. Uh, I'm really excited for how they use the uh, 50 Cent song in there. (laughs) Yes, that (laughs) that, that is the movie where they do that for sure. Well, they could use Candy Shop in this one. Uh, anyway, uh, Madam Web is next, which we did not do an episode of Piecing It Together on, but I fucking loved. It's so bad, but it definitely falls in the so bad it's good category. I had a great time with it. I think it's going to get rediscovered as this like camp classic down the road. Uh, I know everybody thinks it's the worst thing that's ever happened, but I was laughing from beginning to end. Dave, you're wrong about a lot of things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm not alone in this, by the way. There yeah, are a, alone with it. Yeah, but there's a lot of people who who take it for what it is, which is stupid as hell. But uh the same weekend we also got Bob Marley One Love, which you and I were both pretty down on. I did not actually go to see it. Gina saw it, she didn't like it. Um she saw it with some girlfriends, but did you watch it? No, I mean you know how I feel about the genre, it's a big hit. Love yeah, Bob Marley, but um, yeah. the movie is not supposed to be great either. And um, but hey, man, I think maybe this is the next of you know superhero fatigue. Maybe we'll get to the point where people are starting to have music biopic fatigue because <laughs> they're just so bad. I mean, can we just like uh, you have to um, watch Amadeus before you make one of these movies and strive for that from now on. It's funny you bring up Amadeus because did you see, like, literally, Bob Marley One Love was number one at the box office. And that following Monday, they announced four separate Beatles biopics from Sam Mendes and a TV miniseries remake of Amadeus. I mean, so yeah, I did see <laughs> it's the never Sam Mendes stop. thing. And yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. Everyone's always comparing Beatles. So yeah, we'll see how we're comparing Beatles pictures. So you have a favorite uh, solo Beatle? Uh, Harrison, probably. I, I agree that that triple yeah. album uh, from the 70s, man, what a what a banger, bro. So Good stuff. Next up is Land of Bad, which just opened this weekend here in Vegas, so I have not gotten a chance to see it. I've heard mixed between just simply bad to bad, but with some fun action moments and fun Russell Crowe moments. So I don't know. Simply I, I kind of want to see it. Hey, uh, as you know, I always like to pick out the trends here on... Um, on this and uh from now on it's going to be we have to do um a segment within this show called russell crowe spotlight because he's got a different like 
seemingly low budget movie coming out every month. And uh, this month looks pretty good. I'm actually like, hey, this might be a thing. So Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Next up is No Way Up, the uh, B Shark movie uh, that I was excited about. I didn't like it. It sucked. I, if but, you um, didn't like it, then why would I even bother? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and last up was Driveaway Dolls, which we did a live piecing it together on, and uh, will be up by the time this goes up. But uh, it was a fun movie. Not the best thing to come out of a Coen Brothers, but uh, it was it was fun. I'm I'm going to watch it, obviously. But I he- I hear there's like some janky structural things going on in there which is weird i'd for say brothers yeah movie. yeah yeah i'd say that's fair um it, it's not a total success but i certainly laughed a lot and uh had a good time at the live show when you laugh were you like ha ha, ha or were you like ho, 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 no they were there was some belly laughs in there i i was yeah and it was like a sunny reason yeah. most importantly thing sunny rosen hated it and will never go to another coen brothers movie wow Wow. Yeah. Did Rich so. Rosen go or just said? No, he, he he had to miss it. He had a doctor's appointment, but. At seven yeah. at night? <laughs> at at 4.15 and with Vegas traffic to get there, you know, we needed to leave like an hour and a half early. So I'm very confused, but okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I look forward to hearing Sonny's, uh, you yeah. know, diatribe on the podcast. She's awful on it, but um, let's move on to our main list for March, starting off with Spaceman on Netflix, March 1st. Uh, This one looks super weird. It's uh, about a guy. So first of all, the synopsis says, Jacob Prochaska, orphaned as a boy and raised in the Czech countryside by his grandparents, overcomes his odds to become the country's first astronaut. But then you watch the trailer And it's Adam Sandler alone dealing with grief and befriending a giant talking spider played by Paul Dano. Um, It's just, it's all over the place. I don't think you're seeing the right, uh, where did you get that? (laughs) That's, that's That's the synopsis right underneath the YouTube video and on Letterboxd and on IMDb. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. I'm looking at IMDb right now. Half a year into his solo mission on the edge of the solar system, an astronaut concerned with the state of his life on Earth uh, is helped by an ancient creature he discovers in the bowels of the ship. Okay, that sounds a little bit better. Maybe it was on Letterboxd or IMDb. I'm not sure, but one of the other ones has that as the description. And then I double-checked it because it was also on Google. So, like, I'm like, what the hell? And that is his character's name, by the way. So I'm like, what is this description? It's so weird. But anyway, this looks like a weird-ass movie, and uh, I'm down for Adam Sandler doing a weird-ass sci-fi. Well, it's... um... Jonah Rank, who was the director of Chernobyl, right? So Mm -hmm. this is his um, first film, which is exciting. Um, And uh, yeah, this does look cool and strange. And um, I'm interested in it as well. Like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I like all these kind of, I like this genre, but like, you know, we just did ISS and people were kind of bummed about how that one turned out. So, you know, it's, it's all execution dependent. For sure, for sure. What do you got for pieces All here? right. Well, obviously, 2001, right? We're in mm-hmm. space. We hear this voice type thing. Um, and then, Dave, let me give you a little shout out here. I thought of Charlie Kaufman. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. ending things because it was like, what's real? What's in my mind? Have I distorted the lines of reality with fantasy? Those were the two that kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. I was also thinking about 2001, though, uh, absolutely. I was also thinking about Moon, the Duncan Jones movie with Sam Rockwell, uh, you know, astronaut being stranded alone and kind of, uh, you know, going through losing his mind a little bit. And then 65, that Adam Driver as a space traveler who happens to land on Earth, but in the past, uh, kind of looks like that a little bit, but um, with Adam Sandler instead of Adam Driver, and obviously not... Not action sci-fi, more cerebral sci-fi, but kind of gave me that kind of feeling, though. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it's good. Yeah, it looks cool. It's Netflix. Speaking of um, Moon, Duncan Jones, David Bowie's son, and Mm -hmm. Jonah Rank directed the the music videos for Black Star and Lazarus. Oh, there you go. I did not know that he uh... pieced it together. You sure did. That's That's a good pull there. I did not know that. Um, next up is Ricky Stanicki, which will be on Amazon Prime on March 7th. This is Peter Farrelly returning with a new comedy with Zac Efron and John Cena, a bunch of other people, uh, about a group of friends who use a fake made up 
other friend as an excuse to get out of situations until it gets so convoluted that they have to actually hire an actor to play that fake friend. And he is a complete maniac. And that's John Cena. Um, it looks stupid as hell, but pretty fun. It could be fun. It, uh, back when I was like with my first writing partner out of college, we were actually working on a movie, a script called Befriending Ricky, right? And it was about like this, you know, action star like The Rock, um, who everyone had loved, but he always thought back of like how he was a nerd in high school and wanted to impress the cool kid, which was named Ricky. And then mm-hmm. he gets into some type of accident where he has trouble remembering things, some type of head trauma, and he thinks he sees Ricky. And so he befriends Ricky. That was the name of the movie, Befriending Ricky. Mm. And uh, he just parties with this guy, Ricky, who is like just a, a low life and, you know, uh, you know, just totally uh, a, ba- a bad apple. Right. And then, of course, yeah. you find out that the guy is not this guy, Ricky. He's just trying to scam this movie star. So that would have been fun. fun. Yeah. So yeah. Um, last night I was at Wise Guys seeing David Tell and Jeff Ross was there. And I think Jeff Ross is in this movie. And they were asking him about it. And he was saying he and who knows if he was joking or not, because it sounds like it could have been a joke, but it also sounds like it could definitely be in this movie. He plays mm-hmm. a rabbi who gets roofied while uh, at a circumcision. So sounds like a Farrelly Brothers movie to me. Yeah, but this is but... just one of them, right? Right. It's just single Farrelly. We're getting a lot of brothers breaking is up this, lately. Uh, is this Green Book Farrelly or not Green Book Farrelly? I think this is the other Farrelly, right? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing I thought of was, do you remember the Bill Brasky sketches on SNL on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good where, one. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, Bill Brasky <laughs> once fought an elephant and then tamed it, and now he rides an elephant to work. Bill Brasky to Bill Brasky, right? And then <laughs> you think one. like that it's all nonsense, but Bill Brasky always shows up at the end. And then, again, any of these fake relationship, fake friendship movies. Um, I picked uh, I Want You Back because that one keeps seeming to pop up for us. And also it, it deals with both friendship and uh, relationships. So I went with that. There you go. There you go. I love the Bill Brasky one there. Uh, I thought of Get Him to the Greek, uh, dealing with this insane maniac new friend. Uh, and then Grown Ups, speaking of Adam Sandler with our last movie. But, you know, men behaving like children energy is pretty strong with this one. But, uh, yeah, hopefully this is a good one. It would be fun to have a new Farley Brothers movie that actually works or f- single Farley. If you know. were worrying, if you were wondering if... Um... Uh, Zach Efron was going to scale down on the muscles after Iron Claw. The answer is no, according to this trailer. <laughs> yeah, not at all. He looks yoked. Jacked. Next up is Damsel on Netflix, March 8th. This is Millie Bobby Brown uh, as a, uh, a woman who's brought into this royal family. Uh, she thinks she's like marrying the, the prince or whatever, but it turns out she is meant to be a sacrifice to monsters. Uh, it looks... I don't know. It looks like a Netflix movie, but what do you think? It does not look good, Dave, is what you're saying, because, (laughs) and that's no offense to Netflix, although you can see the CGI doesn't look good in this, right? The CGI looks pretty terrible in this one. And you're watching this. This was one of two trailers. I was like, well, there's an extra element in here that they obviously had to put in to keep this movie going, but it just kind of feels like all it's going to do is like divert whatever quality it could have had. It just feels like it's too much going mm-hmm. on here. It didn't look good. I was interested for like the first minute there. Um, there, you know, definitely a Game of Thrones feel. Definitely an mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland feel. Tangled, I picked, because she is that damsel in distress type thing. And then yeah. uh, now that you kind of describe it, I don't remember the movie, but we covered that one where I think it was the woman from Game of Thrones who was like, oh, yeah, we're your cousins. Come visit us. And then they they she goes to like this mansion to see her cousins, and uh, then they want to murder her or something like that. You remember that one? Murder Cousins. It's not... It, murder Cousins. That's a good <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> it's not... You're not thinking of Ready or Not, are you? No, we covered Weaving? it on this show. I'll try to look okay. it up while you talk. But. All right, yeah, because that was my first piece, Ready or Not. I mean, Samara Weaving thinks she's marrying this rich guy, but finds out the, the new family all want to kill her. Uh, so... That, I think, is the obvious one here. And then you went Game of Thrones. I went that Dungeons & Dragons movie from last year, which was actually a lot of fun, even though it looked pretty bad. So, you know, you never know with these things. But, yeah, that's what I had. It was the invitation and not the the invitation where it's just one 
single house where it's Karen uh, Kusuyama's movie, which is a great one. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I bet I mentioned Ready or Not when we did the invitation on the trailers episode. That Ready or Not, in. great uh, Fuji song, you're right. Yes, absolutely. Next up is the American Society of Magical Negroes, which will be in theaters March 15th. Justice Smith stars as a guy who finds out about this job uh where the job is to make white people feel more comfortable about black people and it's like this ridiculous magical realism kind of comedy uh david alan greer is also in it um early reviews are that it's pretty terrible uh but i don't know we'll see this was the other one where i was like it felt like there was like i like the premise of like hey we got to make white people feel comfortable and then it's but then it just becomes like well i'm i'm assigned to make this white guy feel comfortable but now I'm in love with the woman he's in love with. And it's just like we're adding that extra bit that seems like it's a little unnecessary. Too much it, right. So, yeah. Um, uh, sorry to bother you. The Boots Riley movie, which uh, was, you know, kind of also had that premise of uh, making white people feel comfortable. And I think sure they went into the bonkers direction after that, you know. Uh-huh. And um at one point, she's like, he's like, hey, you know, if you do this, then you might never have any memory of her. You know, it's some type of memory wipe thing. So, uh, Dave, eternal sunshine on the spotless mind for you. Jeez, you're, you're really pulling them today, aren't you? Yeah, wait till I bring up like human nature or one of the uh, lesser Kaufmans or whatnot. <laughs> I wonder if we'll ever get a movie with human nature as a puzzle piece. That would be interesting. Uh, well, you know, the magical Negro thing, you go to the legend of Bagger Vance, of course. I mean, that's, everybody brings that one up as like the ultimate for that kind of trope. Uh, but then I was also thinking of the Santa Claus, something with like a fake magical job that somebody has to take and, and run with. And it kind of like messes with their life. So yeah, I don't know. It it looks like it could be fun. I, I like, sorry to bother you as a puzzle piece here. Like it, feels like it could be that kind of thing it depends how weird the movie gets i feel like it really needs to get very strange in order to work so we'll see so next up we've got arthur the king which will be in theaters march 15th it is mark Wahlberg and a dog uh it's an inspirational type movie uh it's the same director as last year's the family plan it's about a guy doing this endurance race and he befriends a stray dog along the way um i mean it looks bad, but at the same time, like, I do love dogs, and, uh, you know, it could be cute. How you doing, dog? What's your name? <laughs> what are you doing? You want to go on a run with us? <laughs> I knew that was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt the same way. This is a cute dog, and uh, it looks like a nice setting, right? They're in, like, the Dominican Republic doing this race. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Marley and Me, I think, is the first puzzle piece here. And uh, then I picked one where an animal is in a climate or a setting where it's tough to kind of survive that terrain. And that was White Fang, which, of course, is based on the Jack London book, White Fang. There you go. There you go. I went with The Call of the Wild, Harrison Ford and a dog in a difficult-to-survive wilderness setting. Uh, So that kind of goes along with that. And then uh, Dog, Channing Tatum, another tough guy with a dog traveling cross, cross country. So I think that fits in there pretty Get well. Off and my race course. <laughs> Why race course? I mean, because that's, he's not on an airplane. I was thinking of Harrison Ford. So yeah, doing no. a race. So I have to. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You know, they're not all going to be hit. Leave me alone. All right, let's go to Roadhouse, which will be on Amazon Prime, unfortunately, March 21st. Doug Lyman has kind of disowned this uh, because of the fact that it's not going to theaters, and he was promised it would be. But it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Conor McGregor, Billy Magnuson, a bunch of other people. Looks insanely ridiculous and over the top. Of course, it's a reimagining of the old Roadhouse movie. it looks awesome, honestly. I can't wait for this. All right. I, I am going to agree with you, but first we have to go back because what I had heard was that Amazon had offered them two budgets and they said, mm-hmm. you can have $50 million and we'll put it in theaters or you can have $80 million and we'll go straight to Amazon. And he, they took the higher budget, so they knew that it was going straight to Amazon. But you're saying yeah. otherwise. Yeah, well, you know how it is. There's you know three stories to every whatever. And uh, I, I don't believe they're side of the thing and i really don't there's never a doug lyman movie without controversy 
Uh, yeah. Fun fact, when I was 18, I worked for Doug Lyman. I was a featured extra in Go, as you know. So, right. Yeah. Um, but um, no, have you seen, when was the last time you watched Roadhouse, the original? I actually am not sure if I've ever seen it. Okay. I'm going to watch it this month for this. Yes, yeah. you are. Because yeah. I was in the same boat. I, my brother loved Roadhouse. I had never seen it. I'm like, oh, this is a good excuse to watch it. You're going to love it. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I awesome. So, I can't wait. Yeah. So uh, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This looks this this looks insane. And it's going to be a Doug Lyman movie, which means it's either going to be an insanely wonderful experience or a complete uh, mishap, right? There's no in between yeah. with him, and that's good. Absolutely. But this does look fun. It also looks uh, Harmony Kareen like, I felt like, with the Ooh. setting and the, the yeah. kind of um, uh, heightened violence. The beach bum was the first thing I picked. And uh, then there's a huge Connor McGregor, you know, he plays like the bad guys heavy. So he's going to have a big showcase part. And that made me think of uh, Gina Carano in Haywire. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I was thinking of, for the setting, I was thinking of the bar and Top Gun Maverick. And of course that being, you know, a, uh, you know, legacy sequel, this being a legacy reboot, I guess. Um, and then I was thinking of Fast and Furious, the way that they just keep getting dumber and more over the top each time. And feels like that's the direction we're headed with this movie. And, uh, I can't wait. This looks awesome. Yeah, we're big. We're big fans of all this and and original Roadhouse. I'm telling you, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, Yeah, I'll probably watch it this week. Actually, Um, next up is that Russell Crowe movie you were talking about. It's Sleeping Dogs. It'll be in theaters March 22nd. Uh, This is the directorial debut of a guy who wrote a bunch of not great stuff. Uh, I should have wrote down some of the names of his movies. I just remember looking at the list and I was like, oh yeah, none of these. I don't remember any of these being good, oh, but anyway, that's uh, promising. yeah, but Russell Crowe is a detective dealing with memory issues while trying to solve a murder case. Also stars Karen Gillian. And, uh, I wasn't familiar with any of the other actors, but it looks like a solid little thriller. Karen Gillan, Dave. Is it Karen Gillan? I think so. Is that's it not cool. Karen? The one that's in the Marvel movies? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking up Adam Cooper, the director, and he is known for Allegiant Assassin's Creed. And the transporter refueled. Oh, great stuff. All, all along. <laughs> all your favorites there? Yeah. 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 Transporter's pretty fun. When Even when he's refueled? <laughs> yeah. I think it's Karen Gill. I think it's pronounced Gillen, though. It is, so it is Gillen? I always thought her name was Karen Gillian. That's so well, strange. Well, there's no I there. Yeah, but it is, yeah. she's Nebula in uh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. She looks like Rachel Lee Cook. Did you ever notice that? I guess you're right. She does kind of look like that. Yeah. You play sisters. So here we go with our um, Russell Crowe corner, right? So yep. what do we want to call it? That the crowbar or uh, <laughs> or a murder of crows? What should we call yeah, it? The you... Russell Crowe deal here. So I like a murder of crows. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah. we'll call it a murder of crows. This this is um, you know, like you said, memory issues has a set of skills. He's not sure how he got them. So you know, you got born, you got memento. Uh, everyone's they even used the line in here everyone's a suspect so mm-hmm. pick your murder mystery of choice there to to wrap it up murder on the orient express knives out whatever you want there you go you went memento i included insomnia another christopher nolan movie detective uh, with his own set of issues it's cold uh, but i'm gonna <laughs> find out who murdered this person <laughs> also through dead man walking on there you know trying to get somebody off from a murder case. So, yeah, I, hopefully it's good. It looks like it could be something. Next I up see is, Tundra and I don't see. I cannot mention an Al Pacino movie on this show. Why would you not do Al Pacino when you have the opportunity? The real absolutely, absolutely. Next up is Immaculate, which will be in theaters March 22nd. Uh, Sydney Sweeney reteaming with the director of The Voyeurs, which she starred in also, uh, about a nun who miraculously gets pregnant. And of course, uh, that leads to all kinds of horror stuff, uh, religious horror stuff. And Sydney Sweeney, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, this, uh, I, thought of, I thought this one looked like you would like it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So. What was the one, uh, Benedetta? Wasn't that the Verhoeven movie, right? So. Believe it or not, I still haven't seen that movie. I can't wait. I heard it's nuts. Yeah, that's so. that, that. That's what I thought. But I also, I had um, 
you know, from the horror religion standpoint, I went with the exorcism of Emily Rose because it does seem like there's some supernatural stuff. But and I also thought, you know, you have to throw the quote unquote slut shaming in here because she gets pregnant and everyone's angry at her. And it reminded me of Easy A. Easy A as a piece for this one. There you go. Easy A. Good movie. That director having uh, some success. Yeah. Yeah. Will Gluck. With Sydney Sweeney. With Sydney Sweeney. Exactly. I'll throw Rosemary's Baby in there. I think that's like a pretty clear one to uh, go off of with this. And then I guess The Omen, uh, which we'll be talking about another Omen next month. But uh, yeah, the horror, religious horror is always a good place to start when it comes to these movies. And uh, we'll see if Sydney Sweeney can continue her her hit trend, uh, not counting Madam Webb, which she's barely in the damn movie. Well, let's give Sydney Sweeney credit because she could easily be like, you know, she could do what Kate Hudson did, right? And just sure. like ride that like rom-com or mainstream thing. And um, she's really taking some chances, you know? She's doing all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, I mean, we'll see with her. I mean, yeah. we had reality last year. That was totally different. I, I didn't love that movie, but I thought it was like a cool project. It was a chance. Yeah. It was yeah. a chance. My so. favorite part of this preview though is like she's walking around pregnant and then the guys like, how do you have a baby in your belly if you never had sex? I just went too far with it. I don't even know what to do with that. Let's go to Late Night with the Devil, which will be a limited release on March 22nd, and then I believe is going to shudder after that. Uh, David Destmalchian stars. Uh, it's a grindhouse-like horror movie about a horrific event that happens on this fictional live television show in 1977. Uh, it looks nuts, and I can't wait for this one. This does look insane, and I, you know, no matter what you feel about the genre, this will catch your attention right there. Right. So, um, right off the bat, uh, you know, uh, I thought of network because of their usage Mm -hmm. of TV in the seventies. And, uh, I mean, network's a masterpiece. Did you see network? I know we talked about it. Yeah. I love network. And then, uh, I mean, I go back to uh, Ty West's X for that seventies grindhouse, you know, uh, horror movie feel. So that's my, uh, if you pitch, Hey, it's network meets X. I'd be like, Okay, I'm intrigued. So. Yeah, I'll watch that movie for sure. Um, I also threw in Christine, the Rebecca Hall movie about a woman who kills herself on television. Uh, yeah, yeah the dark stuff, but this will be, I think, a little bit more fun. Also, Joker. Uh, you know, again, some late night talk show going off the rails and violence, you know, happening. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see this one. I hope we get it in theaters here in Vegas. Um Next up is Dogman, which will be in theaters March 22nd. It's Luke Besson returning with Caleb Landry Jones as a guy who only cares about dogs. I can relate to that. Uh, and I'm honestly not understanding the trailer, what happens. Like, he he likes dogs, and then all of a sudden there's shootouts happening. I didn't really get what was going on plot-wise, I but think he uses it looks the great. dogs as, like, his army or whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't understand why, though, but, I mean, it looks cool. And also, is he playing a trans character in this one. I believe so. And yeah. I, I would like, you know, I mean, and obviously cool, whatever, but like, you know, like, is there, they focus a lot on that. And I'm wondering is, are they, is there a reason that they're focusing so much on that? Or, you know, is it just like, going to be a background piece? Cause I, either way is fine, you know, but right. So, um, you know, Dave, not the first time I've used this piece, which is delightful to me, but, mm. uh, you know, he's got an army of dogs, but, if he had an army of rats, he'd be Willard. That's right. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> on my list, too. Also, can we have Crispin Glover star in this movie? Um, <laughs> and then the other one, Dave, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie, but I thought with the makeup and the message and whatever he's trying to accomplish, uh, uh, it was a movie called The Joker. And uh, mm. it felt like they had some pieces of The Joker in this one. Interesting. Interesting. That's that movie where violence happens at a late night show, right? What are you doing? We're just here watching a comedy. Uh, of course, you got to also throw John Wick on there. Violence, over the top craziness, and dogs. So uh, next up is You'll Never Find Me, which will be on Shutter March 22nd. Uh, this one's been getting a lot of buzz, which is why I included it on the list. 
Um, stars Brendan Rock and Jordan Cowan. Uh, a woman just shows up at the door of a guy in the middle of the night in the rain and asks for help. And it's totally uncertain which of them we should be more scared of, basically. And it's kind of cat and mouse kind of thing in this one location. Crikey, um, we're in the outback here. What are you doing in my doorstep here? Middle of the night, too. you know? <laughs> that too. Uh, it looks good. What do you think? It does look good. Um, did you watch this documentary on, I think I might have even used it as a recommendation, uh, Last Stop Larima? It's on Max. It, I remember you mentioning it. I have not seen it. Yeah, though. so that's what the setting's like because it was like a town in the outback where there's 12 people and one get, goes missing and then the other 11 blame each other and it's like cool setting. Um, and then, you know, this is this is speaking of our trends, this idea of like single location, visitor comes, something bad's going to happen. You know, I went with Speak No Evil, the one from, was it somewhere in Scandinavia? But you could pick Barbarian, you could pick any of these uh you know, that's uh, you could even pick leave the world behind if you want anything that's kind of single location, messed up, blah yeah. blah blah. Absolutely, Except my now single location. We, we talk like this, that dead <laughs> accent went sideways real fast, didn't it? There, I think you're in New Zealand now, but uh, well, hey, we're neighbors. <laughs> I went 10 Cloverfield Lane for my trapped in a house with uh, you know, crazy person, but you mentioned barbarian in passing. I that is, I think, the number one piece here because the first. 20 minutes of barbarian before everything shifts and it becomes like a different movie. Um, this is that stretched to a whole movie. It seems like, or at least that's what it looks like the movie is going to be. And, uh, that whole sequence is amazing. So hopefully, and hopefully it works out and it's good. So. I mean, these horror movies are like pretty creative this month. They really do. Absolutely. So next up is the wages of fear yeah. on netflix march 29th so we of course covered the wages of fear on awesome movie year and of course we discussed that there was the remake with william freak and sorcerer which is awesome and this is another remake this one is french um it's the director of ganglands which i've never seen but it looks intense it looks like it's really well done uh, if you're going to redo The Wages of Fear again, it might as well be really fucking intense, and it looks like it might do it. Also, you said that Sorcerer is awesome, but The Wages of Fear is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original absolutely. one. So we're excited for this one here, Dave. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I picked uh, The Wages of Fear. No. Um, <laughs> I picked, uh, let's see, what did I pick on this one? I had a few picks here. Uh, well, we just covered Only Angels Have Wings on uh, 1939 Austin movie year. And again, it's like they have to deliver nitrous to blow up a mountain type thing, right? Sure. And this is yeah. basically that. So there they use planes and this one, uh, they're truckers. And that um, brought me to the Ice Road, the terrible Liam Neeson movie where he's mm -hmm. going to, you know, drive the truck on that tundra. This is like the opposite of that. And then, of course, there's a timeline that they have to blow this thing up with. So I went with Armageddon for that. All right, all right. Yeah, this was a little tough to uh, like come up with pieces because we have the original and then we have a remake already, but without naming any of that. But yeah, I, I, I like uh, including All Angels Have Wings. That is a good one. And by the way, did, did you see the news that we're getting the Ice Road 2, Road to the Sky? What the hell is that going to be? Oh my God. Can he drive <laughs> his truck in the, in the sky? Because that would be exciting for me. I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, I threw Sicario on my list uh, as far as this, like, the the world is deadly. You know, the people around are deadly. The terrain is deadly. Like, everything is deadly. So I threw that in there. And then also, if you're going to remake this and keep upping the ante, I threw Fast and Furious on my list because every single time we have to keep up in the ante and make things more crazy. So I'm assuming this director is just going to keep doing that uh, as, as this movie goes. So we'll see if how close it sticks to the uh, the original or tries to throw some more crazy shit on top of it. So for those of you keeping your Dave scorecard at home, there's two Fast and the Furious and one John Wick this month. But I have two Charlie Kaufman. So yes, know. we're. We're doing good this month, I think. But uh, last movie for the list is a movie called Lousy Carter, which will be in limited release March 29th, and I believe VOD at the same time. 
Uh, it stars David Krumholtz, and it's the new movie from Bob Byington, who made my favorite movie of 2020, Francis Ferguson, that nobody liked except for me. Also, uh, a couple other movies from him that I really loved. His style of comedy is definitely an acquired taste, but I've really liked everything I've seen from him. Uh, this is about just kind of a schlubby loser guy who finds out he has six months to live, and it being a little bit of a different take on the six months to live genre because this guy doesn't really give a shit, which is a, a theme through a lot of Bob Byington's movies, people who don't give a shit. Uh, I can't wait to see this. Have you seen a lot of his this. other ones? Yeah, I love Seven Chinese Brothers almost as much as Francis Ferguson. Uh, somebody, I forget what it's called, somebody up there, something or other. That one was pretty funny. Somebody up there likes me. That's it, yeah. Um, I didn't really like Registered Sex Offender, but uh, there's still one or two others I haven't seen yet. Yeah, there's. there looks like there's about four of them. So. Yeah. I, I have never seen a Byington movie, but I'm going to, this one looked like really, really fun to me. So yeah, you know. right on. Yeah. So did you ever watch? Uh, I know I've recommended it before. The Chair, that awesome series on uh, Netflix that's like six episodes long. Shit, did I watch that one? That sounds familiar. Where it's like uh, there's a there. Sandra O's the star, and it's got um, Jave Duplass in there. And okay. It was either it's I think Amanda Peet co-created this thing. Yeah, uh, you're right. I see it right here. Yeah, yep. it's really good. I love that show. That was like a great show. So. Um, and this feels like that kind of, uh, you know, urban, not urban, but intellectual college setting, um, mm -hmm. could be urban. It could be suburban. It could be rural, but it feels, you know, very collegey. And then it also felt like there's a professor who's, uh, careening what life he has left out of control. And that reminded me of election. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Uh, I threw office space on my list as far as, uh, somebody who just, doesn't really have goals or, you know, any kind of ambitions or anything. So I thought of that one with Ron Livingston's character. And then, you know, you got to throw some kind of only have so much time to live left uh, movies on there. So I put the bucket list. Um, but, you know, there's others that you could probably go with. But yeah, I'm really hopeful that I'll like this as much as I've liked those last couple of Byington movies. And uh, yeah, excited to see it. So, um, obviously, we've got some major sequels coming out in March. Dune Part 2 will be out next week at the time of this recording. Kung Fu Panda 4, which I've never seen those movies. Uh, and Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Are you looking forward to any of those three? I guess I'm most looking forward to Ghostbusters of that bunch because I did like the last Ghostbusters. Dune, I thought, was fine, but this is like two hours and 46 minutes, and I didn't think the last one needed to be that long. But, you know, people, the reviews are all good so far. Kung Fu Panda, yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wasn't very big on Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, but this one looks better than the last one. And I also share your thoughts on Dune. Um, not the biggest fan. I'm sure I'll be seeing it this coming week, but uh, not exactly super psyched about it. We will be doing a live show on Godzilla x Kong, the new empire. It'll be they back look, at... They should be ashamed of themselves, Dave. It looks amazing. What are you talking about? No, it looks like... <laughs> dude, after watching Godzilla minus one, do, do you think look, they all were like... What there are two ways to make a monster movie. There are the original Godzilla, original King Kong, and Godzilla minus one, which follows that trajectory. Or there is just bonkers nonsense off the wall. Let's see monsters do crazy dumb shit. That's fine. But even if we're not arguing about the content, Godzilla minus one looks amazing. Look, looks awesome. Yeah. This, like, again, the CGI looks so terrible in this thing. Like, what are we doing? No, I don't bad. really think so. Yes, I don't do. really you're think just, so. You're just blinded by your love of these movies. So. I don't know, but I, I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait. I love Godzilla vs. Kong, and this is obviously the direct sequel to that. Uh, we'll be back at Maya Cinemas March 28th. I'll be posting more news about this soon, but my guest lineup is filmmaker Joe Black, filmmaker Michael Keane, and journalist Sam Novak. It's going to be a fun show. Can't wait. More news on that coming up soon. And uh, yeah, any other March movies you wanted to shout out? Uh, no, it's March Madness. Yeah. I got a lot of college basketball I'm going to have to watch. There you go. And we're going to, you're going to see Springsteen, right? I am going to March. see Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. Me too. We're going to be, uh, you know, we got some Springsteen to watch. Busy month. Busy month. Any uh, movies you watched recently you want to shout out? Uh, yeah. I was sticking mostly with the classics because of our. 
awesome movie year season. And um, we covered uh, Cary Grant, as we mentioned, and only the uh, only angels have wings. So I watched a few Cary Grant movies and he's just the best. So I'm going to recommend I liked uh, I like Charade, but the one I would recommend is Notorious, which I had never seen before. You know, obviously a legendary Hitchcock movie, but watch that movie. It's awesome. Right on. Well, Jason, tell people where they could find Awesome Movie Year and where they could find you. And you had some great news this uh, this month, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I will be performing in the Netflix as a joke fest in May in uh, L.A. So if you're down there, uh, you know, hit me up and come see a show. Eat This Comedy also coming back in April at uh, Honey Salt. So that's uh, going to be jamming. I'm performing a lot between that and also BattleBots. And you guys know where to find me. I'm at uh, Jason Harris Comedy or Jay Harris Comedy on the socials. And of course, go for Jason on that letterbox. And Dave, the last live show that I was on with you, um, I definitely exchanged a lot of letterbox uh, follows with some people. And now it's nice because I get to see what other people are watching. And uh, it's cool to pick, pick up more of those letterbox follows and hopefully they're following back. Right on. Well, I'm sure we'll get you on another live show soon, and I'm sure we'll be doing another regular piecing it together soon. But as always, thanks, Jason, for being here. Well, Dave, uh, what else are you going to do on any given Sunday? I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in March 2024. Thanks to Jason Harris for joining me on that one, and thank you to all of you for listening if you're enjoying piecing it together, of course, make sure you are subscribed wherever it is that you listen. Like I said, we've been doing this for six full years now. It's a long time. And, uh, you know, I've seen the downloads. They they go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. It, it It's hard to say, but I keep doing the show. I keep adding in new stuff, like all these live shows. We only just added these trailer episodes a few years ago. Uh, I want to keep adding more things to the show, so keep listening. Make sure to share the show with anybody who you think might enjoy our whole puzzle pieces format and uh, maybe drop a little five-star rating and review over on apple podcast good pod spotify wherever it is that you're listening it helps make sure that more people check out the show and then we'll keep doing more fun stuff don't forget about those live shows coming up we got march 8th it's imaginary at downtown cinemas and march 28th it's godzilla x kong the new empire at maya cinemas there will be show note information with links to enter to win contest. Lots of stuff coming up. Also already planning more live shows for April and May. Uh, but yeah, lots on the way. So make sure you are checking all that stuff out. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And don't forget, we do have a Patreon. The Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and my music career. Lots of great stuff over there. So, you know, I really appreciate you being out there just listening. But if you want to support the show in that way, it is very much appreciated. You can check that out at patreon.com slash by David Rosen. And with that said, let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And I think the day this goes up will be a new entry in my 24 for 2024 series. I believe the song that's coming out, I think I've lost track because I've been promoting this new The Pup Pups album and all these live shows. I've lost track of which 24 for 2024 song I'm on right now, which if you don't know, 24 for 2024 is a ridiculous thing I'm doing where I'm releasing a brand new single on the first and third Friday of every month of this year, 24 new songs. I think this is today's song. It's called Afterglow. It's a really cool track. I love this piece. Uh, but yeah, I think it's out on Spotify right now. You can go check Spotify and see. If it is, add it to your favorite playlists. You know, make sure you're following David Rosen. So enjoy Afterglow or, 
you know, enjoy it and then go check out the playlist. I don't know. Enjoy the track. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.